The text is 1 Chronicles chapter 4, and the verse is verse 10. It has been our text now last Sunday and this Sunday, and will be for three more Sundays. And the title of the message today is Bless Me, and the series is The Prayer of Jabez. R.C. Chapman was a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist among the Plymouth Brethren back in the 1800s. One morning he spoke to a friend, and here's what he said. He said, I'm burdened this morning. But the friend looked at him and realized that what he said with his words was not supported by the way he looked in his expression or or his demeanor. And his friend said, are you really uh, burdened? And he said, yes, but it's a wonderful burden. It's an overabundance of blessing for which I cannot find enough time or words to express my gratitude. Now, that's the kind of burden to have. I'm not sure that I've ever met someone with that kind of an outlook. I've met some people who were close, but I've not met someone with that exact outlook. But it is true that God wants to be more of a blessing to us than we could possibly conceive. It is true that God has more for us than we are um, laying hold to. Last week, we learned of an obscure man named Jabez who prayed one recorded prayer, and that one recorded prayer changed his life and has the capacity, the ability to change all of our lives. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 10, Jabez called upon God, the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Jabez said to the Lord these simple words, Oh, that you would bless me. What did it mean to him to ask God to bless him? What does it mean to you, and what can it mean, or could it mean for any of us to ask God to bless us. Well, let's first of all talk about the source of blessing, the source of all blessing. When we look for blessings, where do we look? What direction do we turn when we are looking for blessings? Some people look to different things than what other people look to. Some people look to the government to be their blessing. Some people look to strangers, and in a number of places people look. I want to give you three known sources of blessing in our lives, three sources of blessing in your life. I'm sure they're a blessing in your life, and they could be more of a blessing if you would allow. First of all, friends. We have friends as a source of our blessing. Now, I've had many friends who have been a blessing to me. Uh, Sometimes they have blessed me by, by their gifts. One of my most special gifts came years ago from a math teacher here who has since gone to be with the Lord. His name was Adib Ayub. And Adib Ayub gave to me a, an olive wood, a carved olive wood um, a communion set, Lord's, excuse me, uh, depiction of the Lord's Supper. And it was very intricate and very nice, and he gave it to me. I was in his home, and he gave it to me right off of the piano in his home. He gave it to me. I tried to refuse it, but he would hear 
of nothing else. He blessed me with his gift. Often my friends have blessed me with their, their favor. On more than one occasion, I've enjoyed the blessing of a friend doing something for me or, or making something possible that would not have been otherwise possible. And I have that friend to thank for that. I would never have been able to do that or know about this or that had it not been for that, that friend. <clears throat> there are uh, times that friends are a blessing because of their personal loyalty. I have friends here in this ministry and friends elsewhere who are a magnificent blessing to me for nothing more than the fact that they are tremendously loyal as my friends. This was the case with a wonderful friendship between Jonathan and David, 1 Samuel twenty three seventeen, And he said to him, do not fear for the hand of Saul, my father shall not find you. You will be king over Israel and I shall be next to you. And Saul, my father also knows this. This sounds a little like Ted Cruz talking to Donald Trump, doesn't it? Uh, or or uh, Hillary talking to Bernie. But, uh, but there are friendships of loyalty. There are true friendships of loyalty. So one of the sources of our friendships is our, uh, of our, our blessings is our friendship or friends. Secondly, family. If friends are a blessing, certainly families are a blessing. The family's a blessing. In the Old, ti- in the Old Testament... It was typical for a father to bestow a blessing upon the children. That blessing was very important to the child who was receiving the blessing, especially if that child was the oldest son in the family. Esau, for instance, was the oldest son of Isaac and Rebekah, and his father favored him greatly. His father absolutely adored Esau. Now, mama liked Jacob. Mama thought that Jacob was the absolute best. And so Esau and Jacob had a rivalry with one another. And so Rebekah developed a scheme to make Jacob the blessed son, even though he didn't have it by birthright. Some of you will recall this verse from Genesis 27 and verse 19. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. Now there's a blessing based on a lie, but that's what he said. I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. We receive blessings. Hopefully they're honest blessings from our our family. Friends can be a blessing. Family can be our blessing. But what is the source of all of our blessing? Are the friends the source of our blessing or just the channel of blessing? Is our family the source of our blessing or just the channel of blessing. Well, they're all just channels of blessing because the source of our blessing is our Father who is in heaven. Psalm 84 and verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? I like James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. 
God is the source of all of our blessings. Now, you may not realize that. You may not acknowledge that. There's certainly a lot of people in this world who do not realize or acknowledge that. But trust me and trust the Lord. He is the source of all of our blessings. In his book, Be Joyful, Warren Wiersbe writes these words, All of nature depends on hidden resources. The great trees send their roots down into the earth to draw up water and minerals. The most important part of a tree is the part you cannot see, the root system. And the most important part of a Christian's life is the part that only God sees. And unless we draw from the deep resources of God by faith, we fail against the pressures of life. The source of all blessings is God. He may choose many avenues, friends or family, but he is the source. And Jabez knew this. And so he said, oh, that you would bless me. Now, what are the benefits of blessing? What are the benefits of being blessed from the source? Well, should be obvious, but we'll cover it a little bit. Should we be asking for a blessing from God who has already been better uh, to us than we could possibly be to ourselves? Would it be better for him to wait for us to bless him and then be grateful? Or should we ask in advance and really want it? Wouldn't God bless us even if we didn't ask? He probably would. But should we ask? Well, here's what Jesus said in Mark 8, 36. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his own soul? That kind of makes us think maybe we shouldn't be asking. But it's not inappropriate to ask God to bless us. In fact, it's very appropriate. Mark 8, 36 is true. But we really can ask for God for more. Ask God for more. If we pray like Jabez, we're asking God to give us more of what we are already getting for ourselves. Or are we asking God to give us more for what we're getting ourselves? Do we serve our plates at the dinner table? And, and <clears throat> when we have run out of potatoes, do we cry out to God, Oh God, give me more potatoes? Is that the way you have supper? Do you say, oh, God, give me more potatoes? My wife last night uh, made some baked beans. I love it when she makes baked beans. I just love it. She doesn't like it all that much, but I, I do. I just love it when she makes baked beans. And she was spooning the beans on my plate, and she said, here, let me just give you <clears throat> the, the last of what's in the pan. And she brought the last of what's in the pan and started to walk away, but she didn't give me the last of what was in the pan. I said, Jen, there's still stuff in there. Scrape that out. Put that on my plate. And she did. She scraped it out and put it on my plate. I had beans upon beans. It was a blessing from God, like having blessing upon blessing, beans upon beans. Do we do that? Do we say, God, give us more mashed potatoes when we've got the potatoes? No, we spoon up more potatoes. What the blessing is, is that God put potatoes on the table at all, that there are available to us. The kind of blessing that Jabez prayed to receive was beyond potatoes on the plate. It was beyond what he could already do for himself or had already done for himself. To ask for God's blessings is not wrong even though you have an abundance. To ask for God's blessings is something special. And the reason is because that the blessing of God is supernatural favor. Proverbs 10, 22. 
The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. Now here's what that means. Our greatest wealth is the blessing that God can give, and our work adds nothing to his ability to bless us. Well, then we shouldn't work. Oh, no, we should work. But we should work understanding that the taproot to blessing is beneath us, not visible. It is the holy God. Even when we acknowledge that God is the source of all blessing, we sometimes fail to see the scope of his blessings. We fail to see how broad and how big his blessings can be. I may ask God to give me prosperity, and that's, that's fine. However, when I open up that prayer and say, God, bless me, then I'm not limiting it to prosperity. He's the source of all blessings, so he can give us as much blessing from any direction as he wants to. God can bless from all kinds of directions. You do believe that, don't you? You do believe that God is the source of blessing, and you do believe that God will give blessing, and you do believe that God can bless you from any side that he chooses to bless you from or any side that you might ask. To, to receive the benefit of God's blessings is to have supernatural favor from a generous God. He's not stingy. Matthew six twenty eight. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. It is in the nature of God to bless do you ever think that, that you're missing out on blessings that could be yours? Do you ever think, do you ever look back on your life and say, what might it have been had I asked for this blessing or had I chose door number two instead of door number three? What if I had opted for something else that God had for me? What if God had this whole avenue of life for me and I never asked for his blessing? I never asked to, to get it from him. Here's what the Bible says in James 4, 2. You do not have because you do not ask. A lot of people don't have because they don't ask. Could it really be that when we get to heaven, could it be that we'll find truckloads of blessings, which could have been ours, but we would not do something as simple as Jabez did and say to the Father, Bless me indeed. Oh, Father, bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. We want God to bless us. And he is generous and he wants to bless us. He is not stingy toward us. He wants to bless. The source of blessing is God. The benefit of blessing is supernatural favor from a generous father. What about the wisdom of blessing? How should we be asking? How wise is it to ask of God? What does it mean to ask for someone's favor? Do you ever ask for a favor? Do you ask for a favor from a friend? Is there a difference between asking for a favor and asking favor? When we are asking for favor or we're asking favor, here's what we do. We ask 
When you're asking for a favor, ask up. Now, let me explain that. Asking up doesn't mean that we're always asking someone who's richer than we are. Asking up doesn't always mean that we're asking from someone who is more powerful than we. It's simply we are asking for someone who can bless us. I've been blessed by those who have less education than me. I've been blessed a lot by those who have less education than me. And I've been blessed by those who have a lot less than me in, in other areas of life. I have been blessed by a lot of people who do not have what I have in this area or that area. However, in the area that they blessed me, I wasn't what they were. If you're a Ph.D. and your neighbor is a plumber, your neighbor can be a blessing to you in ways that you can't bless yourself. I kind of wish we would get that. Being different doesn't mean being better. In, in our church family, we have a lot of highly educated people in this church family, a lot of them. We have people with, with advanced degrees and then advanced degrees on top of their advanced degrees. And sometimes people who may not have those would say, well, who am I? Oh, you're a whole lot. You're a whole lot because you have a blessing that's on your life that's not on theirs. And there'll come a time when they need your blessing. You may need theirs, and they're going to need yours. Asking up doesn't mean we have to be at, at uh, we have to find somebody who's richer than us or who has more education than us or this, that, or the other. It just simply means we have to find somebody who can meet our need. That's how we ask up. In this regard, God is the ultimate up. He's the ultimate up for any of us. God is the the ultimate up for your life. He is the ultimate up for my life. Hey, guess what? God is the ultimate up for this church. You you might be thinking to yourself, well, here's the way we're going to meet this need in this church, and here's the way we're going to meet that need in this church, and here's the way we'll meet the other need in this church. I want you to understand that God is the ultimate up for any blessing that this church or your life needs. He is the ultimate. Ask up. Here's the second thing. Ask sincerely. When you go to the Lord, be sincere when you go to the Lord. If you have never seen Leave it to Beaver, you have missed one of the classic television programs of all time. I almost feel sorry for you. There were some great characters on Leave it to Beaver, Ward and June Cleaver. I was never really sure what Ward did, but whatever he did, he kept his suit on all day long, even up until he went to bed. June was always just perfect. Then there was Wally. Wally was the heartthrob. Some of you ladies had a crush on Wally. And then Theodore as the beaver. There were other people. You remember Larry Mundello? Do you remember Larry Mundello on there? And, and also Lumpy, that was one of Wally's friends, Lumpy. That's kind of politically incorrect, isn't it? Lumpy. 
But there was nobody on Leave it to Beaver more memorable than that guy right there. All together, say his name. Eddie Haskell. Oh, my goodness. If you've not seen Eddie Haskell, I want you to know that he was the biggest kiss-up in the history of television. He was the ultimate. He is the standard by which all kiss-ups are measured. You're looking lovely today, Mrs. Cleaver. Thank you, Eddie. When someone is being a blessing to us, and especially when we go to the Lord, we should go with sincerity. We shouldn't go as a kiss-up. God can spot an Eddie Haskell. If we can spot an Eddie Haskell, God can spot one. Insincerity with God is just not cool. It's just not right. Asking God for a blessing is the right thing to do, but we should ask him in the right way. James 4, 3, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Ask rightly. Ask in the right way. Ask up, ask sincerely, and ask in faith. Remember, when we're asking God for blessings, we're not asking for more potatoes on the plate. uh, We're not asking for more potatoes on the plate. We are asking for more of all that God has and can do for us. And we have to learn to trust him with the outcome. Let me digress a little bit. Larry and, uh, Larry, Daniel and Sherry Leathers. They reached a point in their lives. I remember when they came and talked to me about it. They reached a point in their lives when they said, Preacher, we really believe that God wants us to go to the mission field. And as God opened that clarification for them, they said, We want to go to Togo, West Africa predominantly Muslim, and we want to help open a radio station for the Muslim people of West Africa that will reach far beyond Togo. We want to do that. And, and they were <clears throat> asking God to do great things in their lives. They asked in faith. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think that they ever thought, okay, everybody in the family, and I think it's everybody, will get malaria the first year that we're there. I don't think they thought Sherry will have something on her brain about the size of a golf ball that'll have to be removed at the end of the first year that we are there. But I'll tell you what they knew. They knew they weren't moving to Tallahassee. They knew they weren't going to be Disney World. They knew that there was a, a step that they were taking that was in the direction of God's will and that God would bless them. In fact, their most recent letter, the one that just came yesterday, an email, and we'll post it to, to our website. It has a picture of the family, and it says, God has chosen to bless us. 
When you ask for God's blessings, you ask in faith. James 1, 6 says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Bless us is the prayer of Jabez, the source of blessing, the benefit of blessing, the wisdom of blessing. What about the abundance of the blessing? In the King James Version, it says, oh, that thou wouldest Bless me indeed. I actually like that a lot better. Today you'd say it something like this. Bless me with attitude. I want you to bless me, but have a little attitude when you bless me. Really put it on. Be all that. <clears throat> God, If I, I want your blessings, but I also want it to be so obvious that you are blessing me that it cannot be missed. It can't be missed that you have your hand on my life. And it can be that way. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. When we ask for God's blessings in abundance, we could ex- should expect three things. First of all, we should expect all that God intends, everything everything that God intends. 1 Peter 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. God intends to do so much. And I'm convinced God intends to do far more than we will allow. Have you ever said something like this? I wish I could do more for my children. You ever said something like that? But I wish I could do more for my children. You know what God's version of that is? I wish my children would let me do more for them. I wish my children would let me bless them like I want to bless them. If we did, we might experience more then we could dream. I love this verse. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Here's what that says to me. And I've said it to you many times, so some of you already know what I'm going to say. And I'll probably say it again. God has already shown us so much of his blessing. He says, look, keep calling on me and I'll keep showing you things that you've not seen before. I'll show you aspects of blessings that you couldn't even imagine. I'll show you things that you never dreamed. I'll show you things that have not been revealed to you in the past. That's why when you find this little prayer warrior who's been praying all of her life or all of his life, and, and they're in their 80s, and, and they pray, and they get an answer to prayer, and it's a fantastic answer to prayer. They go around and tell everybody, did you hear how God blessed me? What a tremendous answer to my prayer. And they act like they had never prayed a prayer before and had it answered. You know the reason for that? Because God's showing them great and mighty things that they never even thought about. You know, he has the ability to do that. 
He has the ability to give us far more than we dream and to do far more than we ever thought about. We should not forget that when we pray, we are praying that uh, a prayer to a God who can do anything. And this is what the prayer that Jabez gave. But you also have to remember that he was more honorable than his brethren. If we are more honorable than our brethren, here's how we'll pray. We'll pray in our Father's will. Hear these words from Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if you will, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. If Jesus could pray like this, don't you think we should pray like this? Why do we not get all that God intends for us? I I am absolutely certain and would say it to you without any hesitation that there's no one in this room, including me, who gets all that God intends for us. I don't believe there's a single soul here or on vacation today who does not get all that God intends for them. It's just we don't. Now, why is that? Well, sometimes it's because we're not yielded to the Father, but sometimes it's simply because we will not turn loose in order to yield to His will and let God do for us what He wants to do. We hold on so tightly to what's already been done that we can't turn loose and say, God, do what you want to do and will do in our lives. And God wants to do tremendous things in our lives. I want to close with this story. It's a very old story. It's probably not even a true story. It's probably just a story, but it's a great illustration. A little boy went to the grocery store with his mother, kind of like the corner grocery that I grew up with, Vincent's Grocery at the corner of Rosebank and and, uh, Riverside Drive. And he went to the, the grocery store And mom only bought the necessities, but the boy couldn't keep his eyes off the jelly bean jar. He couldn't see anything but the jelly beans. It was right next to the cash register. So mom got ready to check out, and the grocer looked and saw the little boy staring at the jelly bean jar. And so he opened it up, and he held it down for the little boy, and he said, here you go. Take a handful. They're free today to little boys. The mother was kind of embarrassed, but the grocer insisted. But the little boy didn't do anything. He just stared at the open jar of jelly beans. He would not reach in. No amount of assurance or coaxing by the grocer or even permission from mom would make him reach into that jar to get the candy that he wanted so badly. And finally, the grocer said, here, let me get you some. And so he reached in, he scooped out a handful, and he handed to the boy. After insisting that her son express his gratitude, thank the grocer, the mother left the store. And she looked at him and she said, why didn't you do what he said? He was being nice to you. He told you to reach in the candy jar and get some jelly beans. And with a mouthful of jelly beans, the little boy looked at his mom and he said, his hands were bigger than mine.
when I come and you come to that understanding that God's hands bigger than ours, then we'll turn loose of what we've held on so tightly to and say to the Lord, oh, that you would bless me indeed.